Jesus says that I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Good morning, Christian America. I love John 10. John 10 is one of my favorite chapters because of this passage that we're about to get into today. It gives us insight into the true nature of who Jesus is, who, not who Eddie says he is, not, not, not who anyone else says that he is, but who he says that he is and, and why he comes and the true nature of his love for us is to watch over us, to care for us. We get a chance to see and listen to what his words are to his followers. That's us. So let's get into the word of God today in the gospel according to John chapter 10. We're going to start at verse one. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always Representing the Christian American revitalization effort, we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. We do that. One, one of the ways we do that is this podcast. And we're going to try to change things up a little bit on this podcast from now on. Uh, we'll get into that in a bit. But th the core mission behind the Good Morning Christian American podcast is to spread the message of Christ to everywhere, to revitalize our faith, our faith in God Almighty. A better, have a better understanding of his word by reading it, by discussing it verbatim, not in clips, not um, a la carte it, you know, taking bits and pieces from whatever, uh, from whatever passage, uh, whatever book old and new and formulating into something that, that I want to talk about or to fit an agenda or an ideology or uh, a personal or political stance or something like that. But no, we, we take it in order from the beginning to the end verbatim so that we can read a bit and then understand what scripture is trying to say. And, and uh, what I want to talk about today, how we're going to change things up, is that when we look at these passages, passages of scripture, we have to always understand the problem. In a passage of scripture, there's a problem. The problem is the world. And there's a solution to the problem. And the solution to the problem is Jesus. So the problem to the world is the answer is always Jesus, but we just have to read it and understand it and listen to what Jesus says so that so that we can participate in being the solution or helping people achieve that solution. The solution is Jesus. And so open your Bibles today to the gospel according to John, starting at verse uh, verse number one, chapter 10. OK, and chapter 10 starts off with the good shepherd and his sheep. Scripture says that. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in in some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and lead them out. He has brought them or he has brought out all his own. He goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. 
I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find a pastor. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees a wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. The Jews who heard these words were again divided. And many of them said, he is demon possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind. Okay, so that's a long passage, but it's super, super important to understand who Jesus says that he is. What is the problem with the world? The problem with the world is that people are corrupted. They can be corrupted. Most people in power have been corrupted, and if they haven't yet, they will eventually become corrupted. We've seen that in history time and time again, where good ideas become terrible in its execution. People who start out uh, uh, ideologically or uh, generously or in virtue over the passage of time when they receive power or money or acclaim or prestige or whatever earthly titles that they get, earthly rewards that they receive, they become corrupted and they no longer care about the people who got them to the place that they're at. I think we can all relate to that. That is a, that is a problem within the church for thousands of years. It's a problem in our politics currently today and have been for quite some time. But the answer, the solution to the problem of the world is Jesus. And he lets us know into this that he is not one of these people. He is not a hired hand. A hired hand only cares to be paid. He's hired to do the job, but he doesn't really want to do the job. And many of us can relate to that because we're in jobs right now where we don't want to be in these jobs. I think the pandemic has kind of shown us that people that didn't want to, that didn't have a fervor for the for their employment, that didn't have a passion into what they were doing, once they found out that they could do something else or go something else, or maybe the business got shut down or, or whatever, they just decided to do that. They didn't have anything vested in the employment, in the job. They are simply hired hands. And I'm not disparaging them. I'm just saying that's the truth. Jesus equates that mentality, that thought to, 
to just a sheep, a sheep herder who is hired to watch over these sheep, but he's not going to risk his life for these sheep. These sheep aren't even his. That's the problem with the world is because we can be fallen and mistaken enough to believe that people, regular people are somehow shepherds. They're the true shepherds, that they're infallible. We, and, and we put these labels, we put these ideas on, on normal men and women who can never meet that. They always let us down. And then they are corrupted by their own agendas, their own ideology, their own personal, worldly, prestigious positions and title and money. And all of that fame, that's the problem. Back to the solution. Jesus, he is the good shepherd. He lays down his life for us, his sheep. We hear his voice and we come to him. Jesus is saying, when you hear, if, if you're a follower of mine, when I speak, you'll, you'll come because you'll know. And, and, and that place in which you come, the place in which he wants to take you is through the gates of heaven. And he says that he is the gate. Anybody who tries to get into heaven to get into that eternal life without coming through him, he says, not me, don't get mad at me, Jesus says is a robber and a thief. He comes to kill and steal. He comes to do ill. He comes to do harm. The only people who can get into that gate are through him. That's what he says. I'm not here to debate whether or not it says that. He says it. Scripture is pretty clear. He is the solution to this problem of placing our trust in ordinary people. He's the solution because he's not just an ordinary person. Yes, he took the form of man. He went through our, our growth. He went through uh, pain. He went through suffering. He went through betrayal. He went through imprisonment. He went through all these things that normal people like you and I go through. But he chose to do it. He chooses to lay down his life for his sheep because he cares for them. He knows them. He loves them. He's with them through thick and thin. He says in a previous passage, who, if they had a hundred sheep and one went astray, would leave the 99 and go save that one. And then when he finds the one, rejoice. That's his mentality. That's Jesus telling us. That's what he is all about. There, there is no other solution to the problem that the scripture lays out of placing our trust in flawed human beings to be our savior. Except to go to our savior, the actual savior. The actual part of the Trinity, the God almighty made flesh came to this earth to provide these words and this example and this ministry so that we could follow, that we could gain confidence that he actually cares about us, that he actually intervenes for us because he actually died for us. Friends, I encourage you to go back and read these, uh, these first 21 verses, verses of chapter 10. Listen to this again. Read it again and understand what Jesus is saying. The amount of love that he has for us is, is incomprehensible. It's unbelievable. 
And for any of us to think that there is somebody that is currently walking this earth that is a human being that can live up to the standard in which Jesus lays out, that's wrong. So I encourage you today to stop making people your savior. And I'll specifically talk in this in the political sphere. Jesus is our savior. Christianity is our religion. We, our religion is built around Jesus Christ. That is where our hope and our salvation lie. If you have something that supersedes what that is, then this no longer becomes who you are. That other thing becomes who you are because it has a higher priority. And so when you put your, but in order to have a different priority, a higher priority, you have to take that ideology and you have to put somebody in the middle of it. And that person you put in the middle of it becomes the savior. And so when you put your politics as your new religion rather than Christianity, when politics is more important and more prioritized than your Christianity, well, then your politician fits as a savior. And Jesus is no longer important enough. Friends, don't get these two backwards. We have one religion as Christians, and we have one savior that religion is built around. If you go creating your own, don't be surprised if things start to fall apart. Because no one can, no one on this earth can match the love that Christ has for us. Friends, if you like messages like this, if you support what we're trying to do, we don't ask for donations, we ask for participation. Like, share this video, subscribe uh, to this YouTube channel, to this Rumble channel, to this podcast, wherever it is that you're watching it, wherever it is that you're listening to it, hit the notification bell so you get notified every Monday when the new uh, content drops. You're going to want to be a part of that. You can go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees, all one word, .com. Pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. It's getting cold outside. We got some fresh hoodies with some Christian American apparel that you can inspire confidence in your community by putting on and getting out there and, and, and spreading the word of God. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to you next Monday with the next portion of John's 10th chapter. And until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.